What's up guys? It's your girl Jamia Zarzuela, the political poet, and welcome to Poetry, Prose, and Politics. Often, I say that my favorite era was the Harlem Renaissance. And with the advancement of technology and the growth of social media, I feel like we're in a digital renaissance of sorts. However, with 2020 bringing a pandemic, a crazy election, alongside murder of Black people being broadcasted from someone's camera phone to the TVs in our homes, social media, which once seemed like a place to escape from the world is now something I often try to avoid. That's why I brought on recording artist, TikTok entertainer, and San Antonio native Simply Rain to discuss how this Afrotina spreads love and positivity, as well as build a sense of community with her one million fans despite this quarantine. So without further ado, Here's episode four of the Anxiety series, Social Media Distancing. So it's very nice having you today. Uh, Essentially, we're going to be talking about, or at least for this episode, I want to talk about um, social media and kind of how, I mean, I'm pretty sure you remember pre-social media or like, well, not pre-social media, but uh, social media, media prior to uh, it becoming, you know, this very big thing uh, versus now um, that it is that I feel like we literally get our news here. Um, And I always say that uh, social media was a place uh, for escape for me from the world. And now it's like, I want to escape social media and try to return back to the world, especially with everything that it is that we're seeing, everything that is going on. Um, And often I say that my favorite era was the Harlem Renaissance. And I feel like that's probably because of how creative, um, how, I don't know, flourishing uh, the Black community. I I love that you call yourself uh, Afrotina, is that correct? Yes. and I, I feel like being a part of like that whole, uh, that the culture during that time, um, we were able to really thrive in poetry and art, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, you know, with that being said, this, I, I feel like this Harlem Renaissance or the Harlem Renaissance uh, kind of pushed way into what I call the digital Renaissance. Do you feel like we're, we're living in a digital renaissance where people are able to, I guess, so freely express themselves the way that back then the Harlem Renaissance, uh, people such as Maya Angelou or um, a plethora, a number of other people, do you feel like we're in that same realm? For sure. I think that we are in a digital renaissance time. I mean, I was, I'm 21, so I was born in 1998, and I, I guess that was still considered like a digital era, basically, and um, even from just like me growing up as a kid in the early 2000s up until now, the, ed, the, okay, 
just the technology has advanced like crazy. And so, you know, the younger generation growing up on the technology and how social right. media is just so normal for them. Right. It, it's definitely, um, it, it, it's, it is the digital age. And yeah, I feel know, like with it being, you know, so easy for artists to come out with music, uh, streaming music is a lot easier than I think it was prior, uh, like way before, maybe even five years ago. Uh, trying to get your music out there was, you pretty had pretty much had SoundCloud. Um, and with that, uh, it leaves a lot of great things because a photographer can, rather than having their website, they can show it on Instagram. But I also feel like there's some, some negative um, parts about social media or in the fact that we're in this digital renaissance. Mm -hmm. um, what have been some positives and negatives that you've run into? Yeah, so you know, a lot of, some of the negative things about technology that I've noticed is that we rely on it so much, at least I can. You know what I mean? It's just, it's here and everything is available at your fingertips. And if I need information, I can get it within seconds. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it easily dumb people down in a way. Um, mm -hmm. And I don't know if you can relate, but whenever my phone's at 1% and it's about to die, I'm freaking out. I'm like, where's the plug? I need a plug. There's no problems, I tell you, but it's a, yeah. it's a real struggle. It is, because everything is on your phone and it's like, your phone dies, it's okay, mm -hmm. okay well, what now? Yeah. So that is definitely a con. We're spoiled yeah. in that sense, you know? Yeah. I also think that uh, too, um, like I was mentioning with the whole streaming being so easily available, yeah, it leaves, I guess, really, not everybody should be a rapper. <laughs> Let's just say it like that. Like it leaves music in this weird, um, in this weird place. Uh, and not just not just that, but like photography, everything. My grandma thinks that she's a photographer. And <laughs> I think I think the thing about the digital age is. Everyone can do it and anyone, if they work hard enough, they can grow a following or if they have one goofy video that pops off, boom, following. So it does open doors to a lot more people to who are talented and some who think they can pull it off. But um, that that's just all about, to, you know, this digital age and anyone can hop on if they want, you know. Yeah, most definitely. And, and with you, with this digital age, you have your new single out, you have Stay Less. And um, it's really great to see the engagement that you're able to gain with uh, Stay Less. The, the fact that like TikTok allows you to, to uh, like share and um, feel like you have like this sense of community with artists now uh, because they can participate in the challenges, Mm -hmm. As well as the fact that, I mean, like I said, with, with us being in this digital renaissance, your streaming is a little bit more easier so that you can reach a person that probably doesn't have the privilege of paying, you know, $9 a month on for Apple Music or whatever it is. Uh, how has it helped you? For sure. How has it helped you with, you know, streaming or, you know, connecting with your audience? Yeah, well social media in, in general has helped to self-market myself. Like everything is straight off of my phone. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, thanks to social media, I'm able to connect with a lot of different creators who are also popular and growing a platform. And um, I just think that 
I've been blessed to grow a, a, a very large platform on TikTok. And thankfully, those followers have been able to bleed over into my Instagram and my YouTube and, and they love the music and they want more. So I definitely took advantage of growing my social media platform because I knew that I would be able to reach, like I'd be able to expand my audience, just mm -hmm. not just from in the United States, but it's all over, you know what I mean? That's it's off, awesome. off of an app, you know? Yeah. So this is all literally, everything's on your phone on a little app, why not go for it? And no type of distribution, it's just push it out, push it out, all self-market. And so I'm, I'm thankful for that, you know? Have you, uh have you found that with using you know your phone that or with not using your phone but with using social media that you have to kind of shy away from certain things or get off and unplug sometimes because i mean i can imagine are you at one million um followers I'm on TikTok? over over one mil 1.3 so yes, we're working. You, I can only imagine that, you know, um, people are mean. So do you have to, how do you navigate through that um, with people may not liking whatever your music or your look yeah. or your style? How, when you get those bad comments, like how do you stay centered sure. and stay true to you? You know, I've, I've had to learn that people are going to have their opinions and mm -hmm they don't know me and um if i put it out there i'm basically letting people think what they want to think but thankfully i haven't had too many haters i yet. can imagine because you're such a sweet person thank you i mean i'm sure it'll come i've had a few comments they're like eh, i tend if it's on my page if i really don't like the comment i'll just delete it mm -hmm. but most of the time i just ignore it um i'll speak to my mom or my dad about it and they're like they still gave you a view, you know what yeah. I mean? So, yeah. um, but a lot of things, like whenever I really get frustrated or um, just overwhelmed with social media in general, I do like to take a break because I find that it's very important to unplug, especially with, I get a lot of support and love and a lot of different requests for videos. Mm -hmm. And although I really appreciate it, it can become overwhelming, you know, cause yeah. you're constantly having to create new ideas. I need to grow, 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 grow. And it's important that I take a minute and stay off of social media for at least two days or however long I need. Yeah. How, how do you feel like you get that sense of normalcy still? Because like, I would consider you famous. Like if I was to see you, I would like really? I, consider, I would consider you famous because I've actually seen seen you perform actually I think maybe two times really um yeah, yeah I see I think I've seen you perform two times so I mean I would think I don't know so how do you gain this sense of like normalcy and like being grounded because you're I think that the audience uh, or your audience who doesn't know you personally doesn't yeah. know how down to earth you really are. You're really a chill <laughs> person. Thank you. I, you know, it's still kind of, I don't look at myself famous. Um, I definitely, I will consider myself an influencer who has mm -hmm. a following that I can influence. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I people that are like, oh, she's famous. I'm like, Beyonce's famous guys I'm still working to get to that level but 
what helps is that, you know, all of these people are from all over. So it's not like they're all in my hometown and whenever I go out to the grocery store, they're like taking pictures and I ain't got none of that yet. You know, I can still walk around. Some people don't notice me. It's like, okay, cool. So that's how I know. And plus, I always like to remain humble. My yeah. sister, my parents, my friends, they will be the first one to be like, bring it back down, girlfriend. So <laughs> I just think until until I got a Grammy sitting in my bedroom, I don't know about that. Or if I got a number one, I'm still aspiring to be greater than what I am now. You haven't been number one, but you're on the charts. And I oh. think that that's so like, but you're on the charts. So I, I love the fact that you're a humble person, but let's like, I'm, how about you be humble and I not be humble for you? <laughs> like, okay. you're famous. Okay. You're oh my God. famous. <laughs> like, it is what it is. Like some clout. <laughs> no, nobody's nobody's quite Beyonce, but that's because Be- only Beyonce can be Beyonce. Very simply rain. Very yeah, simple. you're right. You're right. So you know, God has a different path for everyone, and I I just see it as I'm growing on my own time, and yeah. when it's supposed to happen, it's gonna happen. So I'm just thankful for all of the success I've had so far, and I'm not gonna stop. I'm keep hitting these milestones. That's amazing. And and speaking of like unplugging, like you were saying before, with seeing, um, you know, what's been going on with Black Lives Matter, what's been going on with COVID, mm-hmm. uh, the fact that we have, you know, this election and, you know, the other things that are going on. Yeah. How do you, how do you maintain your bubbliness? Like you're, like I said, you're a chill person, but you, I've, always see you smile so like how do you maintain that uh because at the end of the day you're still a human being and Mm -hmm. simply rain is you know in a sense uh a performer but how does rain like actually sure how how does she deal with you know what's going on with everything uh in the world in private okay so basically you know, 2020 has been a challenging year from the jump start. Like literally, we get in 2020 and it starts. It starts right yeah, away. Kobe, rest in peace. You know, I know that was heartbreaking. And so it's just, I think, for myself, um, the Black Lives Matter movement that really, really was heavy on my heart, mm-hmm. and it, it kept me awake at night because you know. Everywhere you looked, you'd see it on your newsfeed every day and something new. So it was just, it was really heavy on my heart. And I found peace talking to my parents about these Mm -hmm. situations. I think what I needed to do was kind of educate myself more and, um, you know, just really understand what Black Lives Matter is. I've always been Black Lives Matter, but I just think really understanding what, what it is and what we are um you know working towards and why cops are doing this because a lot of people like to say racism is gone it's gone no it's disguised they like to think that it's still here and so you know thank thankfully because of social media are being able to be pushed to the to light a little more and um for myself i just really had to sit with my parents and talk about it and i understood everything that was going on and then with COVID that was difficult for me because that was supposed to be like one month and it turns into 
almost seven months now. Yeah. But because of that, I've been more health conscious than I've ever been before with making sure I keep my distance, wash my, you know, that's going to be something that is a habit from now on. And so I just need to think with every difficulty, there is an opportunity to make things better. So of course I promote and promote and promote, vote, 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 get ready to vote this year, you guys. So I, that's what 2020 is. It's like that realization year for everybody and we needed it. It's been hard, but we needed it. Yeah, I I completely agree. And then um, not only the fact that you're, you know, of Afro descent, you're a black person, but you're also, are you Mexican? Is your mom Mexican American as well? And Mm -hmm. with the, with the things that have been going on at our border with the children that are still, you know, in those, to be honest, I call them concentration camps with my husband being a Dominican. He's, he immigrated here five years ago. I can only think of his family. Wow. I, I'm not, I'm not Mexican. I'm not Dominican the way that he is, but I can only think of how, you know, there's a lot of patience there. Yeah. Um, so with seeing, with being a black person and seeing my husband, who's an immigrant, also him being black and still dealing with a whole nother aspect of America, it's just really opened my eyes in that way as well. And that's, yeah. With, like you said, everything is coming at you at one time. There's issues everywhere. It's not just the Black race, you know, like mm-hmm. Hispanics, the Mex- they're dealing with that as well. And mm-hmm. it just goes to show that we need to do better. And a change needs to come everywhere, around, all around. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, especially with this election year, it like we need to change. Um, we we want to change. And I yeah. think that we as I, I'm a, in the middle of uh, being a millennial and, and Gen Z. So I think okay, that, okay. Uh, because I was born in 95. So I feel like mm-hmm. like being in this middle, um, I'm so proud of how vocal Gen Z has been. Um, yes. They're a really resourceful <laughs> lot of people. Like we, we um, they, people may say that we're spoiled and we're always on our phone, but we get all of our information that we need. We're working, we, baby. We're working. Yeah, we're yes. out there. Yes. So I, Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I'm really proud of us. Yeah, without a doubt. I, you know, that's a pro about having social media. They don't play with that. They are on top of it and they will mm-hmm. spread the word. They will buy out tickets to Trump rallies and fool him you know what I mean so Gen Z even though a lot of them aren't old enough to vote I don't think it's just like they still working like we're gonna do something to help Mm -hmm. move it forward still exactly and you know with this being called the anxiety series I call it that because I have anxiety and Mm -hmm. I wanted to be able to have a conversation with people that are either my friends are really out there doing something um, and how they have been able to cope with these times for the lay people, us everyday folks that are trying to, that don't have the privilege to, um, you know, go to a therapy session. Like I have the privilege to do that. Oh. Not everybody can pay for that. Mm-hmm. Um, how, in with you being, you want to be modest, so I'm not going to say a superstar, but with you being somebody that often has you know, needing to perform and how do you, 
how do you prepare yourself in your most anxious times be it like when you're going about to go on stage like where do you find your center in in those you know trying times for yourself yeah so okay when it comes to my performance I'm a Virgo so I'm very structured and I'm like everything needs to be perfect or else throw it away baby so you're more like Beyonce than we think okay (laughs) I like my birthday September 10th so it's coming up but um my thing is before I hit the stage I prepare and prepare everything you see from dance moves to how I'm speaking and interacting with the audience Mm -hmm. that's scripted I have that down weeks in advance and so before I hit the stage I noticed that I kind of I really go to myself and I'm just off in the corner and people are like where's Brian where's Brian don't talk to me like I'm getting in my concentration zen mode like I'm what I'm thinking about exactly what I'm gonna I'm gonna do when I hit the stage exactly how I'm gonna exit the stage everything in my head I am walking through and so that is how I prep for a performance and obviously I, I am a little anxious before I hit the stage but I think it's like good nerves just because my adrenaline is is, is ready to go and yeah. um, just on a day-to-day or my regular life when I'm chilling at home I do like to take time to meditate and manifest I'll just go to my backyard put a yoga mat on the ground and look mm-hmm. up at the sky and just Think of positive affirmations, you know? I think that really centers all the noise in here and shuts out the outside. Yes, exactly. And speaking of that, like one of my favorite practices that I do is affirmation statements. I'm not sure if you know of them, but they're I am statements and I write them on my, I'm looking at my mirror now, but I write them on my mirror um, if I'm having like a a bad day. So uh, for instance, if I feel like, oh, I've been procrastinating a lot. I'll write, I am progressive, I am a preparer, I am whatever words are the opposite of I'm, you know, not doing what it is that I need to do or so that I can really tap into that essence. Sure. So I I definitely feel that. Yeah, I, um, my thing, I haven't done that, but I do listen to different guided affirmation, like meditation things on YouTube. So I will, um, speak it out loud and then I do have my goals written down on my board so I need to try actually writing down affirmations to say because I think that'd be yeah well this is the thing um Confucius is quoted saying that the man that says that he is and the man that says that he isn't the thing is that they're both right so (laughs) kind of it's this it's this mindset that like I'm going to fail this test. Well, of course you're going to fail the test because you never passed. I mean that because you never, you never practiced it. You never studied the material. Um, and then the person that says, you know, I am going to pass this test. They, yeah. they put it, they put everything together for themselves to make sure that it, it manifested in their life. It, it actually formed into their life. Yes. You know, and it's crazy because um, I know it works because I have a story, it's pretty funny, before I ever hit a meal, I was like at 50K on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And you know, you're trying to work it and work it and sometimes it can get really draining. So I was talking to my mom and I was like, mom, like my views, I don't really like them. Like I put so much effort into my vids, they don't get the hits they deserve. And my mom doesn't feed into all that. She's like, then do something about it. I'm like, but mom, like I, I don't like shake She it sounds up. like my mom. <laughs> She's like, don't cry about it like make your videos better and I'm like Mm -hmm. 
okay then. So the next day, I'm not even playing with you. I, the next day I go outside, I take time for myself, I meditate and I'm like, I'm going to reach a meal one day. I'm going to have a vid that pops off to help me reach that. And that's just what it's gonna do. I'm gonna work harder. I post a video the very next day and that's what launched my following to grow, 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 grow. And I was like, this is crazy. Yeah, it's really, it's all in the mind. It really is in the mind. And then I, I often find that like, that will always be my, my problem when it comes to my anxiety. Obviously fear lives in the mind and it's about how you decide to, to handle it or what your perspective is on life. And I've had a very positive, even though 2020 has been a very challenging year. I think one thing that has helped me was um being able to stay present in this like right now moment and thinking of it as a gift and like this moment that i'm sharing with my child is a gift this moment that i'm doing my psychology homework is a gift you know whatever everything you know and in really being present um and so i've had to really let go of social media the way that because i found it addicting like, I'm not sure if you've done it, but I'll pick up my phone and then I'll be, you know, scrolling and then I'll, you know, scroll everything off or like close every single app mm-hmm. and then I'll reopen Open it again, like my Instagram app. And I'm like, I literally just did that. So I, I had to, I, I've been having to like release those habits and try to find like other things to do. Like I learned how to cook. Uh, I need to learn that. I learned how to make uh, mofongo, like, because my husband wow. is Dominican, and so, like, his aunt, yeah. like, like, how do I learn how to make these little, you know, things, like, paparianos, and all those other things, so it's, like, it's really exciting to, to, like, try to focus on something else. What is, yeah. what is something that you've been, like, learning or, like, really focusing on since mm-hmm. you've been in quarantine? Um, I've learned to, for myself, I've just learned that, spending time with my family. I've never, okay, I've always been close to my family, but being locked in the house all day, every day, it hits a little different, you know? My sister and I have gotten so much closer. We've always been close, but just like unbreakable. It's like, oh no, no, no. So I just think that I've, I've taken this time to really think and be like, wow, I'm so grateful for you know, my parents and my sister and being able to still be focused and really work towards building my platform, even while the world is kind of at a halt right now, just like, what's next? What's next? So that's what I've learned, just taking advantage of this time. Because it's easy to just let time slip you by and heck no, I wanted to take full advantage of this. No, I totally get you. Uh, Wanting to take full advantage of of your the time that we have especially like learning with like new skill sets i'm pretty sure we're going to see a lot of a lot of simply rain or a lot of like new songs coming out of this huh yes well you i have a i have a side question that has like nothing to do with all of this but like will you do you think with you being like afrotina will you come out with like a spanglish song or is there one in the mix where you have a all spanish song because 
that sounds like a great idea. I would love to. I'm not opposed to it. I, although I do not speak Spanish, I can work on, you know, actually saying the words correctly. Um, but, you know, my EP is coming out, so there's no Spanish songs on that. But in the future, without a doubt, I will tap into that side because I'm promoting Afrotina. I got to tap into both sides, you know? No, yeah, I feel you. It's just that I remember, like, when you made a song and you had Baby Bash on it. Yes, yes. And I, my God, I remember it was, like, I feel like, did that come out during the summertime? Yeah, that was, yeah, July. Mm-hmm. So that came out during the summertime, like, about two years 2018. ago. 2018, yeah. And we've really seen you grow as an artist and as a person and as a young lady. And I feel like with your growth how do you think um you've been able to kind of like what was that moment of a you know hey I need to show my following that yeah you see me grow up into this music but I'm grown like I'm 21 like (laughs) technically I'm legal to drink so see me how what was that moment for you because you cursed in this in this song and I I was like what (laughs) No one was expecting that, you know, and it was like a that shock factor. I love it too. Like y'all ain't seen nothing yet. Okay, <laughs> basically, um, it's funny because when I went to go work with the producers who did say less, um, mm-hmm. shout out the aristocrats, Happy and Chaz. I was in the studio and we were start we were creating music from scratch, and I clearly wasn't. I wasn't prepared to cuss. I thought it was all going to be clean and kind of like what I've been doing, just a a notch up on the production and music. And so happy, he, out of nowhere, we're creating the lyrics and he's like, all right, Rain, so you're going to throw this word in. I was like, wait, what what word? I don't cuss in my music happy. And he was like, oh, no, 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 you got to trust me on this one, Rain. We got to sauce it up a little, girl. Like, it's got to, people are going to connect with you, and it's just going to show a level of maturity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my mom was down with it because she was there. So I didn't want to, like, seem disrespectful or nothing. But mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I am 21. I can pull it off. I don't sound corny saying it. So I was like, you don't. I love it. I saw it, like... <laughs> Like when I was, cause I obviously I heard the song before I watched the music video because you know how it came out. Yeah. But yeah. like I was, when I was watching the music video, I was like, and here we. <laughs> I was like, yes. To me, honestly, it gave me like that, uh, how uh, the Hallie and Chloe vibes, how yes. we first. I was just like, whoever I with Chloe thought to get it. Yes. Like, I know exactly what you're talking about because before Say Less came out, mm-hmm. Chloe and Hallie released the music and I was kind of nervous for Say Less to come out because I was like, yeah. people are going to be like, why is she cussing? But I heard them cussing. But you're 21, like, oh. so like there's, yeah. there's this transition that I feel like um, not only that you make in life, but that artists yeah. have to make. Yeah, um, for sure. And with being a young woman, like this there's a you're a very classy person but there's a sense of like sensuality like transitioning from being a you know a young girl to the sensuality part mm-hmm. aspect and before like you were very not teeny not teeny bopper but you were you can't really call what you was sexy before and that yeah. was because you weren't that wasn't your realm yet right. so like we're getting that little spice that little nudge so you know yeah and, with hip-hop culture we find that you know often 
either be it in, you know, Cardi B and uh, Meg Thee Stallion's WAP and, you know, different songs of that nature. Yeah. How do you feel about um, how people perceive uh, women that are a little bit more vocal uh, yeah. in that realm? Well, I know that a lot of, some people have issues with it and they don't, they, they're okay when the men say it, but when the females say it, it's like, uh-uh. But you know, I've, we are in a male-dominated society. And I think that what these females are doing, because we have a lot of talented female rappers, right? And they choose to express themselves that way. And there's nothing wrong with it, mm -hmm. you know? So I think they're kind of, they're rattling it up a little bit because people are going to have to just get used to it. If you're not used to it, get used to it. Um, I find no harm in people expressing themselves however they want. Some people are down with their sexuality and they can go wild. I'm a little more reserved, but if you can rock it, rock it. And if it's just not your cup of tea, then baby, don't click on the video, you know? Yeah. And I think that um, one thing that I feel is misunderstood um, is that a woman that doesn't choose to go that route mm -hmm. like they won't get at they won't be as valuable in the music industry because there are great artists such as yuna and you know oh, maybe even i i would even say kelly Rowland because she's a very classy woman sade yeah. that oh. don't that show their sensuality in another way uh mm -hmm. sabrina claudio they just because you know one woman decides to go one way or one route and it gets her a lot of views doesn't mean that um that she's any less valuable than the other woman that decides to go another route and yeah. that woman that went that route it doesn't mean that you know just because she didn't decide to do that doesn't mean that she won't get the amount of following yeah. because no. she's not um wanting to expose that much so i and i love the fact that you're experimenting right now you're 21 yeah. and you're um, you know deciding to take that risk and be a little bit more spicy i'm i'm excited about it too it's just gonna show another side of me that i guess some people either knew i had or some people were like oh i didn't know she could rock like that but yeah I, i've always been a little sassy i'm i'm ready to release it <laughs> <laughs> i feel you yeah most definitely there's like i i hate to compare you to beyonce just because you're in texas and yeah. as a singer because like you're like Beyonce and you, you're just because y'all are Virgos doesn't mean that like you're <laughs> the same exactly person. Yeah, but I I do you know get a I do get that sense from you. Like you oh. probably like you. I'm not sure if you have your alter ego, but maybe like a Sasha Fierce. Like when you get on stage, you're like I'm this completely different person. Yes, I mean, yes. You know, Simply Rain is my stage name, so that is the alter ego. You know, it's funny because my real, my birth name is Rihanna. So really, yeah, yeah. I was obsessed with Rihanna when I was a kid. And then I really fell in love with Beyonce when I was preteen. And I love them both now, obviously. But mm -hmm. yeah, the, Simply Rain is definitely, that's the brand. And that's the, 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 the little, what do you, what do you call it? Um, uh, Your alter ego type Alter of ego, life. thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And now, sure. that, now that you're an adult, what was something that like what is something that you see with fresh eyes as an adult like for instance with me i had a ridiculous 
with me like re-listening to old music that I I once was you know listening to as a kid I didn't realize that you know they were saying these things or I didn't see all the the little jokes um that was in a movie and stuff like that what Mm -hmm. is something that has changed that as you've grown older uh your perspective has changed either be it in the industry or just in life in general yeah so my perspective on I've the support I've gained from my following, um, it's huge. So I have learned, as I've gotten older, I've just learned how to appreciate things more. I've always been appreciative of my supportive parents, but how I understood it hits different now than when I was 13 years old, you know? They're investing their time, their money, their, everything is being invested into making sure Simply Rain is set and we're gonna make this an actual like this is business you know so I'm just very thankful for the parents that I have and that is something that I've learned to realize and just um also with being on this journey I have been um I have been exposed to a lot of different things and I just know that the more I grow I'm going to be exposed to more different things at different levels at different times and so how I've handled something in the past versus how I would handle it now, completely different. And it's all because of growth and my mindset now and maturity. Yeah, I mean, my sister, I remember when I was younger, like I was in youth and government. Mm. And I kind of, I grew up being honest, my dad was in jail and, you know, he was in jail for probably half of, you know, my, my age now or half of my life. And so I understood that I came from this, that reality, or I came from this experience, or I had that experience in life, but I never let it define me as I grew. And I remember being in school, like the only, not the only black kid, but like one of the few black kids in the class or in college. And I always felt like because I was, the minority, the person that came from, you know, this uh, reality, I had to always advocate that, you know, I had dreadlocks. My dreadlocks doesn't mean that I listened to Lil Wayne or that I listened to Waka Flocka, even though I did. Uh I I love them both. Right, right, right. It doesn't mean that I, I, like, I'm this way, like, don't see, you know, me as a Black person this way. And yeah. I think one thing that I, that has changed now that I'm almost 25, I'll be 25 in September. So my birthday is a little further down. I'm not a, I'm not a Virgo. I miss it by a day. Yeah. Wow. You're like my, mom, my mom's bed. Awesome. Yeah. So I, I've learned, you know, I don't always have to be a person's advocate, like, you mm-hmm. know, a black advocate, or a, I don't have to be a part of trying to not advocate, but trying to explain that we're not all like that I just simply be me and people are going to take me for myself wow take take me as I am yeah that is that wow with that um what do you think that as an artist that people or your your fans don't really understand about you just as a human being or as an artist you know what are in whatever space sure I just with, when it comes to my fans, I know that I've, I've luckily, <laughs> luckily I've been blessed with such supportive fans who do care about 
my well-being and what I think and how I feel. I just think it's people who, um, I don't know, I don't know if it's, I guess it's the haters, but it's just some people who don't really understand when, okay, let me back it up. When I was younger, I would be so vocal on people's uh, body of work or their song, you know what I mean? And so as I've grown and created more music and, you know, I have learned to don't, <laughs> don't come at someone's work, you know, cause you wouldn't want someone doing that about you. You have, you have um, your preference, but if you don't like it, there's no need to be completely disrespectful about it. And so I think that what some people don't understand is, you know, when I post the video, say like a few thumbs down and obviously that's gonna happen, but it's like, what I've learned is if you don't like it, then keep it moving. Unless it's just completely just out of this world, like what is that inappropriate? You know what I mean? And so, um, that's what I think some people don't understand is it's not, yes, this is just a video to you, but there's work that's been put into all of this from the recording to the choreography, to the uh, wardrobe, everything was work. And so just, eh, that's not good. It's just like, wow, you don't really understand the bigger picture of it all. Yeah. So you're a very hard worker that I, I imagine that when it comes to even say less, this, for this, you're probably a thousand percent in everything. You're like, mm, no, let's put on these shoes. Mm, <laughs> I like my hair like this, but you're also like, mm, I didn't like the way that you, well, not, you probably say it a, a lot nicer, but mm, I think that this scene should go before this scene because I prefer that scene. I imagine you as like, you're in everybody's like realm of what, cause it's your, video that you're it's your project that you're going to be putting out and it's, yeah. it's your face you're a part of every you want to make sure that you have control on every round of course i am very hands-on everything i do and look i've been so thankful to work with the team that i got a chance to work with on say less luther brown i don't know if you've heard of him but he is an amazing choreographer and creative director he's an og in the industry oh, wow. and i got to to work with him he's worked with j-lo Nicki minaj janet jackson so that's who he's working with you know yeah and now simply green and so um also the lady who styled me her name is othan othesi another og she worked with rihanna sierra so i'm worth with a team of professionals and i love i know when to take the back seat and learn you know um but they do give me a chance and say rain what do you think about this and if I see an issue anywhere, hey, let's switch this up. Okay, cool. But I'm all about taking the backseat when it's time and learning because I am still on this journey and growing, you know? Yeah. And as an artist, um, we see a lot of artists uh, coming forward when it comes to uh, a, a number of things and using their platform for uh, advocating for voting, um, for even protecting you know, Meg the Stallion, you know, and what happened with her. Yeah. Do you feel like an artist needs to? Um, and if they don't necessarily need to, or if, well, actually, if they do need to, um, what about the artist that probably quite isn't all the way informed? Like, how, how would you uh, say that they can still go about, 
you know, yeah. provide you, for their platform, uh, advocating for a bigger picture? Yeah. So I think that this is how I think. If if God gave you a platform and it's big and, and you clearly influence people, I think you should use it for more than just promoting yourself. Mm. There are people that look up to you and I think, you know, you kind of take on that role, whether you recognize it or not, that you're going to have to be some type of leader. What leader to tell people, oh, I don't, don't vote. I don't like that you're still influencing people not to vote or whether you are the person that is saying, go vote, make a change. That is what you're standing for. So I'm all about, um, I'm all about making sure that you are informing people on what's right mm. and that it's in a positive light, not anything that is, cause you know, there could be people that are promoting parties right now and their fans are saying that, no, honey, you're supposed to be at home on lockdown versus mm -hmm. someone who is trying to inform their audience about voting and Black Lives Matter and why we're doing this. And you need to educate yourself on this, this and that. So I am definitely one of those influencers who are big on using my platform mm -hmm. to spread the word. It just is that simple for you. It's, it's that simple. I just... I don't understand. Well, I know some people don't get the bigger picture of it or they're not informed, so they don't want to say anything. Mm -hmm. But I just couldn't be that person. I have to spread some awareness. Yeah. And so, I mean, I'm pretty sure uh, with that being said, you are pro voting. So we will see you with that, you know, I voted sticker. So that's without that's a doubt. True. Why do you think that? maybe our generation isn't quite as interested as we should be when we're like, I don't want to say that we're the loudest, yeah. <laughs> um, but we're, but we're deaf when we're definitely involved in other ways, because I can imagine, you know, it being disheartening to do peaceful protesting, you know, wearing a shirt that says I can't breathe, kneeling, um, or there's just doing, well, that's more so silent protesting, but then peaceful protesting. And then, you know, some of us, although we don't encourage it, will do something a little bit more violent, but and yet still it's like trying to create a charge for something that, you know, matters to us so much. Yeah. So I can understand like the reason for some of us not voting being because like we're just, we've kind of given up. Mm -hmm. Do you agree like that that's the reason or do you what is your thoughts on us just giving up on you know the election completely? Oh, I wish that that we wouldn't just give up. I think that you know my parents told me this because I wondered that too. We have all these people who are are for Black Lives Matter and they're protesting mm -hmm. and they're helping to make a change but when it comes to vote it's oh my vote doesn't count. Mm -hmm. so I'm not voting. So it's pretty simple to me. <laughs> They must not care enough to make it happen. Um, I just think if you really, really want to make a change, why not do something extra to make it happen? If you really, really cared, you would take that extra step and just do it. Because who are you hurting if you vote? You're not hurting anyone. Just make, make your vote, whether it's for this person or this person, every vote matters and it's just, um, I wish I do have some friends who who were the same and like I'm not voting. 
I think they just haven't learned like how important it is to vote. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully with this podcast, with them listening to, with it, with every platform, you know, essentially, um, kind of trying to guide them in that direction. We have Cardi B, like, you know, yeah. I said before, who's like, who actually got the pleasure of uh, interviewing, interviewing Biden, interviewing yeah. uh, Bernie. You yeah. Know? So we we do see that artists are doing that. They are using their platform. So hopefully that would be, you know, an influence. Um, what gives you hope with not just, you know, this election year, but with COVID and with uh, the fact that 2020 has been it's been a trash ass year. Like yes. it's been a trash year. Like yeah. what give what's giving you hope? Well, what gives me hope with first of all the, the Black Lives Matter portion of it and voting is that there are so many people from different backgrounds coming together and fighting for change and what is right. So it's nice to know that it's just not Black people trying to make a change. Mm. It's not the Mexicans trying to make a change. No, there's people from all different backgrounds and races coming together, and you see that in these protests, and they're not scared to call out the BS either. Mm -hmm. So that's what gives me hope. Like, oh, it gives me chills, honestly, thinking about it, because I was just like, we have come a long way, but there's so much, we need to come even further than this. Mm -hmm. And so knowing that, especially with this Generation Z, they coming up, like they're not playing about it. And they're such an open generation. That's what really gives me hope. And then of course with COVID, I mean, <laughs> I was gonna say something, but let me just keep it here. I just, um, I know Texas- I love that you did that. Can I say that? I love <laughs> that you recenter yourself. I like that is a great trait to have <laughs> like I Thank you. that's a beautiful thing to have so you caught yourself I think that as an artist that will have a thousand more interviews with you know bigger people that is a great thing that you just did I just wanted to acknowledge you on that you're not wrong for that and I love it's okay to like have weird a thought but when you bring it back and you're like, look, God, help me with my tongue. Yeah, I'm like, let me just. So I, I applaud you for that. But thank continue. you. Thank you. you know, I'm just going to say, you know, Texas is finally right now, as it is August 26th. Mm-hmm. It's not a red state anymore. So thank you, Jesus. Let's pray that we keep getting better and keep moving forward. And God has given me hope. I pray every night. So. Yeah. And with, with that, with, like I said, this is called the anxiety series. So one of my biggest accomplishment, uh, accomplishments in life is that I have been able to not only acknowledge, but do the work that it takes for me to fight past anxiety, despite the fact that, you know, this year has been trying for me. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, I really think that my biggest accomplishment is looking in the mirror and loving the person that I see. Like I hands down feel like that has been, you know, my biggest work um, in in loving that person because not everybody can can get to that place. Yeah. What do you think that your biggest accomplishment is? Wow. So you took it there. You took it on more of a personal versus, you know, oh, I got this. Um, So my, now that I'm thinking about it, I think 
when it comes to like my personal life, my biggest accomplishment so far, because I know I have so much more to grow, mm -hmm. um, I'm really being able, I'm really tapping into my spirituality. And I've taken time to, you know, really just take it all in and not be scared and, and go for it. And so that's one thing that I never really tapped into before when I was younger. I knew I've always kind of been more spiritual and like, oh, the trees are so beautiful today. And now I can, I just feel like God's, you know what I mean? And so I feel like as I've gotten older, just taking that time to um, tap in and really center myself, that is something that I have grown. And, um, you know, when it comes to loving myself, I've gotten a lot better at that. I'm, I'm still hoping when I'm 25 that I am a lot better at that than I am now. Um, but when it comes to like my goals and accomplishments there, I look at them as milestones. I have accomplished a lot of milestones that I'm proud of, but I know that my biggest accomplishment, I still haven't, you know. You haven't, haven't gotten there yet. yet. But I, I guess, the, yeah, I guess that's fine. Yeah. Not, not <laughs> yet being there. Cause you are 21. I remember yeah. like, I'm about to say, I remember when I was 21, like that was so long ago. Like, <laughs> right. 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 No. Like, uh, but yeah, when I was 21, I was, um, probably in the same space. Yeah. I didn't really know what it, I didn't know, you know, what it was that I achieved so far in life. Yeah, and I felt yeah. like I had done a lot. Yes. Uh, and I was just like, none of those are quite up there yet. Like, mm -hmm. I, I need to still push for more. So right. that's think, a beautiful thing. Thank you. I just think like, when I say I have a huge accomplishment, I want it to be like, it beats every other thing I've done, you know, in a sense. <laughs> Speaking of the things that you've done, what is it that you're doing now? I know you just came out with a single, well, you didn't just come out with it, but uh, you were saying that you you have your EP that's possibly coming up. Oops. You have your EP that's coming up. What is um what is more rain that we're simply gonna be seeing soon? Oh, we're simply gonna be seeing. So uh, right now we are still focused on the Say Less campaign and uh -huh. making sure that gets pushed out. But you can expect a single or two to drop before the final EP is released. Now, all the songs on the EP have been recorded. We got all of that finished before quarantine. Mm -hmm. So it's just uh, getting in gear for the next video because we have those treatments ready to go and we're just excited for the next songs and then the final EP release. So sis is just saying that we need to just tap, tap, tap in. Is tap what we in. Need. Yes. We need to just be a little patient and yeah. we're gonna be able to get more rain it won't be too far out there i promise it's not gonna be like another year you know yeah. so it's coming but that's that's really cool that as an artist you're like you know what i already have all of this stuff i just want to make sure that it's perfect for my audience mm -hmm. and that's mm -hmm. something i think that's just the virgo trait that's just the that's, that's the virgo trait you know we've had say less was done back in december of oh wow yep see wow. no one else did so she knew she was so she knew she was gonna release a song that had cursing on it. Yes, indeed. Uh, she was just like, who speaking, my last question, but yes. how did you like when it first came out, like you, you being a little bit, I'm pretty sure you were a little bit nervous. 
uh, and it was a little like something a little vulnerable for you I guess mm -hmm. how like how would did you feel when you got your initial responses from your your fans and they loving it and like how was how was that feeling oh my gosh it was way crazier than I expected it would be um so I went live on TikTok for mm -hmm. the release and for the release of the music video mm -hmm. and you know a lot of these uh followers from TikTok they didn't know that I was a singer so before the Say Less song came out I was constantly on live prepping them reminding them hey guys I do sing too like I don't just act you know like I have a song coming out July 3rd so I got it drilled in their heads and every time I would go on live they were like oh July 3rd rain say less comes out they didn't know what it was going to be you know so finally the day it released and oh I've never had that many people in my life before it was like over like it was like a thousand people in the live and then it go down to 700 and it was just everyone was there and the countdown happened and boom how are you always talking about you say too much and the comments were blowing up like oh my god say less say less so it was so oh, i loved it it was overwhelming but it made me so happy and i was just thankful that they all love the song <laughs> and I'm so thankful that you joined me on this interview today. Thank you for having I can't me. wait to to share this with This episode is sponsored by Coconut Casual, a black-owned lifestyle brand focused on positively impacting our globe by promoting female empowerment. It's all love at Coconut Casual. And remember, if it's for us and by us, then support us. While you can listen to Poetry, Prose, and Politics wherever you stream your podcasts, be it Spotify, Google, or Apple Podcasts, Anchor.fm does allow you to leave me a message so that you can join in on the conversation. You can also support this podcast with small monthly donations to help sustain future episodes. You can donate as little as 99 cent a month. Just visit anchor.fm forward slash the political poet. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M forward slash T-H-A-P-O-L-I-T-I-C-A-L-P-O-E-T. Wow, that's a mouthful. And then click support. Lastly, I mean, don't forget to follow me. And you can find me on almost all social media platforms at Jamia Zarsuela.